everybody. Uh, Parker here with the Point Break Podcast. I am super excited to have you guys on today. Thank you so much for joining us. I am joined by my co-host, Michael Milliken. Hey, guys. How you doing? And Lucy Boyle. Hey, everyone. And today we thought we might do something a little bit different and something a little bit fun. I'm going to call it Gray Areas. And what I mean by that is so we get asked a lot of questions a lot of times and, you know, we're, we make it a point, like we make it our business to know a lot of different things. What's going on in the market? What's going on, you know, uh, financing wise, what's going on like with a lot of different things. But we do get asked questions from time to time that don't necessarily have like a real answer. Like not like a black or white one, so or not um, an answer that they want to hear. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Too. Or that, or that we want to tell them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's for sure. Yeah, that's some of the hardest. Like, hey, it's not always good news, uh, but you know, it's our job to deliver it anyway. But on these, some of these might be a little bit fun. And what I was just kind of thinking is, um, so I get asked from my sellers from time to time, like, hey, uh, like we want to list this weekend but it is Mother's Day. It's like, what does Mother's Day do to buyers? Um, what do you guys think? Lucy, what do you think? I think on one side of it, wouldn't you love to buy your house for your mother on Mother's Day as a nice little gift? But on the other side of things, typically Mother's Day is always that special day where you are having lunch with your family and you're in the house or maybe your mom you're getting taking your mom to the spa. You're typically not going out to look at homes. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, to sell, Parker, you and I have run, run into this with like, uh, like the 4th of July weekend when if, if we time. were to, if, you know, it's as volatile as this market is, sooner the better most of the time. So, uh, you know, buyers are going to be out there. Um, pe- people could be in town. You could flip it and just say, hey, a lot of people come into town for Mother's Day or 4th of July or anything like that. I suggest not doing an open house on Sunday <laughs> on Mother's Day, but probably not. Know, they're going to be out Saturday and, you know. Why the hell not get out of your house and do something fun and instead of losing your mind like I would uh, with your mom in there for 72 hours? It's like, let's go. Let's go look at houses. <laughs> I think to my point, I think y'all definitely illustrated the point. It's like there's no clear. You can go on both sides. Like, so if I said Christmas, you know, uh, no, nobody's going to be shopping houses on Christmas Day. You know, you're with your family. You're opening presents, all that. However... Christmas Day, by the metrics, is Zillow's biggest day of the entire year. For clicking? Is, for, yeah. yeah, for people searching houses is is Christmas you're Day. You're definitely getting on that yeah. new phone of yours and you're trolling around on the internet. So you're looking and, you know, I'd say that the day after Christmas is really the hot day to be going out and looking at the house, mm-hmm. but you've already found it on Christmas Day. Parker, right. didn't you ratify one this Christmas? It was, yeah, it was, uh, it was... Christmas Eve. Yeah. It was Christmas Eve. Cause Late Christmas Eve. It was at f- about 5.30. No, it was closer to about 7 o'clock yeah. on Christmas Eve, yeah, that we ratified one. Uh, which was then topped by you, Mike, uh, you know, not wanting to be outdone. When when was it on New Year's Eve? <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, it, it which, was it New Year's Day? 
Uh, yeah, one of those. Either way, guys, that, yeah. buy, buyers are in town. Right. They're always out there. Miracles happen so, with or without you. <laughs> so I would say, too, that one just kind of look like, and, and of course, I'm excited about it. Uh, I love football season. My wife always jokes because, yeah, I've got a husband for all but about four months out of the year, uh, you know, when football season starts till it ends. But, um, but you know, like, I, what do you think about when it's so you know Sundays or game days I don't know if that really affects people as much if they're in the housing market like yeah I don't have to watch a game day but if it's a South Carolina like Gamecock or a Clemson home game do you think that affects buyer activity for three hours maybe okay you know what I mean and if most men or women or are like me, they're in a household that's a dictatorship and I'm not the dictator. So whatever uh, your significant other wants to do, usually uh, you follow suit. And that's what DVR is for. <laughs> All right. Let's change gears. Um, another question that's kind of a gray area. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on trespassing? <laughs> Major gray area. Depends on how important it is to lay some eyeballs on it. <laughs> Give me a scenario, Parker. I, I, I need you to elaborate a little okay. bit. Okay, all right. So, new construction. The house isn't finished yet. And um, so, it's almost done, but like the back door's unlocked. I literally do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And this is Lucy, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And if you get caught, you just say, well, I'm buying it anyway, you know. Uh, Just tell them how much you want the house, and hopefully they won't um, press charges against you. Um, But no, I had a time recently where I was facilitating a sale, and... um, I was out of town, but my buyer was in the neighborhood, and he said, can I go and look at the backyard and look at the windows? I said, you know, if you don't see anybody around, go for it and hope for the best. But it's not really something that we should advise. Well, you know, it's a. I guess it's buyer beware. Yeah. But you know, if you sometimes, especially you know, if you know, like I, I give you a, a made up scenario, but say that like you've been working with a buyer for a long time, they're only interested in this one house. They're good to go, but like they'll buy, but they need like sorry, that's one house, one neighborhood, and you know of a house that's about to be listed. He just needs to make sure that it has like a double wall oven or something like that. It's a, like a must have, and <coughs> and there's no like previous listing pictures, all that kind of. Stuff. Stuff. You pull up, there's no cars in the driveway. Like, are you sneaking in the window? Like, sneaking up to the window? I mean, to peek? Just a, just yeah. a little peek. I mean, I'm not like, Jimmy. Just you like, the... such a quick <laughs> peek. No, no, not like, yeah, yeah, not like getting all like cat burglar. Yeah. Like, you know, they're breaking in. Yeah, I definitely yeah. don't advise buyers to do this themselves. Um, when you are with, uh, that's kind of why we have, you know, insurance. <laughs> you know, um, on the flip side, I, we saw a lot of new construction uh, and 
we deal with some really uh, top agents on the other side, and a lot of the times they've called me and give me the code, or not necessarily even give me the code. Like, hey, this one's close to being finished. Um, to pop around, man. Like, so the way that I look at it, it's like it's kind of free reign. If if the door's not locked, and you know they're they're still building, they're still building. Again, it's a gray area. Okay, so it's maybe trespassing, maybe not. <laughs> we can always funny. make a phone call. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Next topic. Um, at what point, as a real estate agent, do you get involved when couples start really arguing? Who? Um, <laughs> it, it, dep- it depends on how good of a relationship I have with them. Right. Uh, honestly, That's a good you point. know, if they're a newer client and uh, I, I don't know either of them that well, I'm going to keep my beak out of all of it. Uh, but, you know, if, if it's one of those things that I'm friends with them and it's like, look, you, you guys have to, I've, I've, I've been in this situation a lot of times where husband's looking for one thing, wife's looking for another thing, and it, you know, you're spinning your wheels. You've shown them 10, 12 houses, and they keep one of them loves it, the other hates it. And, you know, uh, I've put my foot down before and said, hey, look, um, I love you guys. I love you both, but we're not getting anywhere. What you guys need to do is sit down over dinner, have a glass of wine, and really talk it out um, and think if this is your forever home or if, you know, you can kind of come to an agreement on stuff. And nine times out of 10, that works. Yeah, I always tell my buyers and sellers, um, really my buyers, um, that they should make a pro and con list um, and definitely have that over a cold beer or some wine or both. And um, I always just will start the conversation or get into the conversation by saying, well, on a positive note, you know, dun dun dun, yeah. and then that usually the good news is the good yeah. news. Oh, yes. Good news yeah. is the good news is that's the yeah that's a Mike Milliken freaking <laughs> trademark. <laughs> uh, the good news is Parker, we didn't get arrested for fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah, right. Bring up the shitty news first, but the good news is uh, we didn't get shot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and so I know that every buyer is different. Um, so, gun to your head, you have to answer this question. Uh, so, I, every buyer is different, but if a seller asks you, like, uh, like what part of the home sells it? Like, what's the, what's the best part of the home? What's the part of a house that's going to sell it the most? Like, what should we focus in on? What's doing that? And I'll start with like location. What's the best part about location? Is it school? Is it like where it is in town? Like, what's the best? Part of a location well it depends if they have kids um but if, if they do it's schools you know uh district two mount pleasant um but again if if they don't know charleston that well the location is is, is you know you gotta you gotta see what they what want on the beach yeah right yeah sullivan's island the convenience factors to what they're close to and like you said mike beach is a big one um of those and how close is it to certain workplaces? If what's who's the audience here? Right. It's always what you should focus on. Who's the audience you're talking to? Yeah. Perfect example to just kind of piggyback off of that. I had a guy that was looking uh, in Mount Pleasant. He was newly single in his sixties and really wanted to be in Mount Pleasant. And uh, and you know after showing him a few houses, like why the hell do you want to be in Mount Pleasant? He didn't know the area that well. He's like, that's because that's what everybody 
people told me where I wanted to be. I'm like, no, you're, you're single, man. Like, you want to be downtown or you want to be, like, close to the beach? Like, so completely pivoted it. So, but yeah. Yep. What's the most important room in the house? Kitchen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the kitchen? Or the screen porch. Once again, who's your audience and focus on that audience? Mm. What stands out about that house? Most of the time, it's the kitchen, unless the kitchen's the worst room and then you're going outside the box. Well, the master has, you know, a huge bathroom with tub, shower, sauna, a lot of natural light. That might become the best room in the house. Yep. Yeah, I get weird things from time to time, like the must-haves. Sometimes, especially, and, you know, it's a lot of times it's people from, like, the Northeast, but, like, they have to have a fireplace. And it's like why? Why? I've <laughs> heard the smell, the, the ambiance, or something. And you know what I tell those people? I tell it every single time. Um, we, you know, it just depends on how nice of the house that the, we're, we're looking we're looking at. But my wife's from South Florida, and two Christmases ago, it was eighty-one degrees on Christmas Day, and she's like, "Honey, will you make a fireplace? Or will you make a fire?" And I'm like, sweating uh, in the house. <laughs> And I tell people that story all the time. It's like, really? Like, do you really, really, really need that? So, I can actually relate to that. My mom, she lives up in North Carolina, but she's from Mississippi. But she has a little uh, condo over in Mount Pleasant. uh, And she asked me to come over because her air conditioning wasn't working. And so I walked in. She is under a blanket on the couch this is july by the way it is 98 degrees outside (laughs) and she has a roaring fire going wood burning roaring fire going under a blanket on the couch reading because she just likes that ambiance and the ac turned all the way like as low as it'll go and it's been working its ass off yeah god knows how long and i'm like yeah mom Maybe this is the issue. Maybe this is the issue. Like uh, set to like sixty uh, degrees. Uh, go to links uh, for that fire. Yeah, so now that that's fun. yeah, it's the ambiance sometimes. Yeah. But you know, there's. I mean, I've had people say, you know, I want a fireplace just because I've always had a fireplace and I will always have one. So mm-hmm. they're just determined. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. yeah, I have to have like a soaking tub. I have to have different things. Everybody is different. I, As I, my I grandpa know. always said, atmosphere is so cheap. Um, so this I guess not necessarily a gray area I just thought this was oh what oh no here's another question so when somebody says my zestimate is this (laughs) I mean Parker you've got the best answer for this I mean just tear Tear yourself up Uh, oh I actually didn't even think about that yeah I mean what the CEO said it's not a zestimate it's not the price It's not zestimate is not the appraisal. It's not the price. Yeah, zestimate is not the appraisal. I, yeah. I, I think that's uh, one. Yeah, I've stolen from you a few times. Right. I was like, oh, my zestimate. It's like it's great. It's like yeah, but they are they are way better than they used to be. Like it was like five to seven percent variance. It's like three to five. But when you're talking about, I mean, that's a 
sixty, seventy thousand dollars shift sometimes on just a you know the average price home in Charleston. Like, this is the first big time. difference. This is the first time in a while um, that our client that we just sold their house last weekend just told us he's like this is the first time I've seen his estimate go down and correct itself, mm-hmm. uh, which it has, which it has. is good for yeah. us is because it sets real more more realistic expectations for uh, for sellers. Oh, big time! Yeah, that's the, that's the worst when you're dealing with a seller that you know that that is kind of like oh well my neighbor's hall sold for 750 last month and I'm like yeah but Number one, I think you brought the quotes like, but we don't know if it appraised at seven fifty. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that yours is worth seven seventy five now. Like, there's this newer, there's this bigger, and all that too. Like, that was the top. Somebody more than likely didn't realize that the music had turned off a little bit, and probably overbought. Is it is it Kathy Baker Parker that uh, 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 when we were in recruit up, um, she was like uh, one of her things because all she does is listings. I mean, n- mm. n- now she's you know yeah. she's high up with. Realty One, but uh, she's one of the greatest people on earth. By, by the way, if yeah. you don't know Kathy, Kathy's Baker, awesome. Definitely look her up. Um, she's uh, she's a beast. But uh, she would always uh, start off with, "So, so what did Zillow tell you your house is worth?" <laughs> because all the time people well, at, like before oh, listing uh, appointments, everybody looks it up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's silly, especially like new so agents are going. The first one, I was like, I wait, I was like, hey, as they're walking out, excited to get their first listing presentation, I was like, by the way, do you know what this estimate is? Because they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a client ask me um, what his house is worth now after seeing his estimate drop by, you know, a little bit. And wasn't much, but people are really looking, and they will look every day, so don't be shocked on that one. But I am seeing the Zestimates are a lot wider in range, so, you know, how valuable is that when you've got a Zestimate that's got a hundred thousand dollar range in it yeah i mean i think it's a it's a good indicator it kind of is a ballpark but when people sure. follow it too closely like you know then that's when you get in trouble and and like zillow's a hell of a lot smarter you know with algorithms and everything like that than we'll ever be but same time zillow's not necessarily well, in this market well zillow zillow is artificial intelligence and zillow has never ever it's a computer program zillow has never ever walked into a house before right not one time ever They've yeah. never actually seen a house. They're not the market. Uh, they don't yeah. know That's why you need a real estate yeah. Literally just numbers. They don't know the inside. Yeah. yeah. It's the reason why uh, that, that company, when they tried to use that algorithm, what was it last? They lost, what, $750 million Q3 of last year when they were trying. And that was just in three markets they were doing that. Like yeah. They, they, they took a bath. But anyway. They took a bath. You know, I mean, they took a big old bath. Are you but, talking about, like, Zillow listing homes? Yeah, when it was they were doing the uh, like iBuyer thing yep. and all that, they were, uh, and they kind of got in some trouble too because they, they were they like you as soon as they bought it, the the estimate would go way up. Like, so yeah. it was like, because right, there's collusion. definitely a conflict. Yeah, there's uh, some price fixing yeah. stuff. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's above my pay grade, but that, you know, it was there was definitely some controversy went into that. But anyway, yeah, I mean, overall, I think the estimate is, it's a good kind of baseline, kind of here's around what's happening. But if you're, if you hold on to that, and, you know, we can say this with exact certainty, based on listings we've had since June, if you, if you miss it by an inch, you miss it by a mile. Yeah. Like if you, like, if you're like, oh, well, you know, it's, 
the house is worth six fifty is what we're saying, but let's try it at at six seventy. Uh, or like you know six sixty five. It's like we like we're at this price for a reason based on this. And if you miss it by that much, you're now competing with a lot other houses. Buyers have options. Man, you're gonna get screwed. I think. Yes, don't overprice. I th- I think this is let, a good podcast. Let the buyers fight for it. A whole entire episode. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, we are kind of going off on a tangent, here. <laughs> but and I think we've probably gone way past our time. Too. But no, the the gray areas are good. Good questions, Polka. Cool. Well, guys, uh, thank you all for joining today. Thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you want to continue the conversation about Zillow or other things that we don't necessarily have an exact answer to, but we <laughs> certainly have opinions, uh, please reach out to us. All of our contact information is right below. We're happy to chat with you anytime. Happy to help you, uh, you know, listing, buying, selling, whatever we can do. If you just want a home price like valuation, we're happy to do that. If you want to well. shoot the shit about real estate? Yeah. Shout. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but so thank you guys so much. And we look forward to um, seeing you next time. Thank you. Point Break Podcast. Bye, everyone. Out.